Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do. And this week we are talking morning routines how the most successful people start their days. And we're going to be covering the best ways to wake up, what are the best things to do first thing in the morning, and some of our healthy morning habits. And we did a lot of research on like- Yes, we did. Billionaires Mm -hmm. and how- There's a a lot of similarities between these very- powerful people and their morning routines. Yeah, it's a powerful morning and powerful life. <gasps> yeah. We like to say. <laughs> as we like to Which say. Which we've never said we, before. No, as we say as of right now. Um, but let's go ahead and pour ourselves a little glassy glass. Yes, Nat. What are we drinking? So we are drinking the Han Santa Lucia Highlands. Now, if you remember from <laughs> several episodes ago, we drank their Pinot. Yeah. And we didn't know if it was Lucia, Lucia. I said something weird. We don't even know. And they reached out to us and they said, do you guys like Chardonnay? We said, honestly, no. We don't love a Chardonnay. But we're trying to find one that we love. And so they sent us their Chardonnay and that's what we're going to try today. Okay. Well, thank you for sending it. We're very excited. I'm open to... I'm open to... To being I want, surprised. Me too. I really want to find a Chardonnay that I am like, this is it for me. Yeah. Okay. You know? Take a little sippy sip. Okay. We'll rate it at the end of the episode. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, interesting. We, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Yep. We'll yep. Talk about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So actually, before I got over here, I was thinking, and I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking about death row meals. And I was thinking, what would your death row meal be? Mine? Yeah. Okay. It would 100% in why, – okay, first of all, why are you thinking about this, Natalie? I don't know why I was thinking – you know what I – it might have been something about how I – so Corinne and I can't eat gluten, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We want to, but our bodies say no. Right. And I think I was thinking about how much – I miss McDonald's pancakes. Oh. And I was like, maybe that would be my death row meal. If it was your last meal. It's my last meal. I'm going ham on the McDonald's pan. And I want it in the styrofoam thing right. with the with the gross syrup. I want the whole and thing. And then you cut through it and then your knife goes through the styrofoam. Through the styrofoam. That's what I want. Mm. Mm. Gosh. What would mine be? I mean, you know I love pizza, so I feel like it would be like a pepperoni pizza not gluten-free. I have not no. had a non-gluten-free pizza. It's got to go full gluten. Buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. Probably. Oh, you know what? Oh, oh. oh. You, you know what it would be, Natalie? What? A pazuki. Oh, my God. A pazuki from BJ's? From BJ's. Yeah. If you guys don't know, it's this warm cookie in a, in in a, a sp- like pan. a skillet. Yeah. With ice cream on top. Oh, so. That would be, I would like to go out on that note. We're going to have to fact check this, but I almost think they have a gluten-free one. Get out of town. I almost think they do. Well, We're going to have to Google it. Then I can die peacefully, apparently. You know what? The other thing, because I'm thinking, where's there a BJ's around us? But then I was thinking, in addition to my death row meal, Mm -hmm. I might like a blizzard from DQ. That too. I love a DQ, but they're not around here. (sighs) 
That's tough. Can death row mates really get whatever they want? I think so. Mm. I mean, within reason. Right. They're but not going to fly in. Oh, right, like. right. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think I would do McDonald's pancakes. I, I wouldn't even, like, do, like, a nice steak. I think it would no. really want. I want things that I can't. Because, you know, between being gluten-free and a diabetic, yeah, I want to go hard yeah, on my really way out. Yeah, you really can't eat anything. <laughs> So I want the pancakes. I want the blizzard. I want the the whole nine. I want probably a two liter bottle of Diet Pepsi. Really? If you diet on purpose. Yeah. I love Diet Pepsi. Really? Because I thought maybe it's a diabetic thing. But if you had the option to drink regular Pepsi. It is a diabetic thing. But but now you like the taste of it. There's something about the chemical shitstorm in a Diet Pepsi (laughs) that just chef's kiss. You know what I mean? So good. And I'd probably rip through a pack of cigarettes as well. Yeah. I think that would be my full, I'm going out on a bang. Yeah. And a margarita. Why not? Literally, your stomach is going to be (laughs) torn up. I know. But you won't live to see the day. I I know. (laughs) Truly, truly. But I will live to see tomorrow morning. You will. Because we're not going to start a new day. We're not. So naturally talk about why we chose this morning routines topic for today. Well, we just noticed that so many really successful people all talk about the importance of their structured morning routines. And we wanted to dig a little deeper into what they were and how we could implement them for ourselves. Yeah, I will say Nat, you have a really solid morning routine and you inspire me to be more like you. So I feel like you have a lot of good tips for this. Thank you so much. And also, you know, we had some requests for this. We did. Yes, we did have people ask for this episode. So this is going to be a fun one. So we're going to go ahead and and jump in with the first thing, which is waking Waking up. up. So the big thing here is to get up at the same time every day. Mm -hmm. Because by getting up at the same time every day, your circadian rhythm, which is your body's clock, It will stabilize, which will help your productivity to improve your sleep and decreasing possible insomnia and sleep deprivation. Yeah, I will say, so if you guys don't know, maybe, and I've talked about it on the podcast, but I like went through a bout of insomnia a few times now. And a big thing when I was like looking into like, how do I cure this? It was like, no matter what, even if you slept three hours, get up at the same time every day. Like don't sleep in because you haven't. Because then your whole body clock gets off. So you have to like force yourself on the nights like you didn't sleep at all to get up at the same fucking time and get in bed at the same time. And my whole problem with this too is like, yes, I do have a solid morning routine during the week, but on weekends, I'm not that, getting, they, up, the, they I'm talk not about getting up at 545, too. you know? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, but maybe I should. Um, but beyond just the circadian rhythm, it yeah. is also scientifically proven that it reduces your caffeine dependence, improves alertness, mm. sharpens your focus and short-term memory, decreases irritability and pain, improves your mood and your immune system Jesus. functioning. I know. <laughs> and it helps you with a better safety and job performance. Okay. Like, what does it not do? It, it's apparently the key to life. <laughs> is getting up at the same time every day. So fuck, I guess my weekends are going to be an early rise now. I literally today, like my alarm went off and I like literally snoozed and I slept another like hour. Oh, nothing's yeah. better than that. Yeah, and I can't do that because today I got up at like eight. I normally get up at seven. Mm-hmm. And if I'm working out, I get up at six. But I can't do that because most billionaires 
wake up before 8 a.m. Mm. And I know this because I researched the wake up time of, she did. of billionaires. She went in. Because I feel like you guys, we need to know. We need mm-hmm. to know what we need to, where we need to get ourselves. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the latest people to the earliest people. Mm-hmm. First of all, being Jay-Z, who's a billionaire, and he wakes up at 8 a.m. Like you're saying. And that's the latest. And that's the latest. That's really. where you got to cap out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not, nothing past eight. Nothing past eight. Jeff Bezos wakes up between seven and eight, okay. which was surprising. I would think earlier, but I would think interesting. Though. Oprah, she naturally wakes up between specifically 6.02 a.m. and 6.20 a.m. That is wild to me. That's the, I do wake up at 6.15 to go to my workout classes on three days a week. So yeah. that's in my Oprah. I'm in the Oprah territory. Now. Right. But unfortunately, not naturally. That's her whole thing. Oh, yeah, not naturally. Yeah. Not at all. Richard Branson, he wakes up with the sun at 545, which seems very Richard Branson. Me too. You Me do? and Richard are the same. Okay. And obviously, we've heard this before, but The Rock, he wakes up at 4 a.m. Uh, he's got to get to the, that gym. Because he's in there for like two hours. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's got he's got to get swole. And at the at the early, the, our earliest riser on the list is the Apple CEO, Tim Cook, who wakes up. And I don't know how this is physically possible at 3.45 a.m. Because I'm like, what time does he go to sleep? You know what, you know what, I, you know what I'm actually putting together? Do you get up in the middle of the night to pee? No. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like some, most people do. Like, you get up once. Uh-huh. It's always at, like, 3.30. Uh, maybe he just And so I think up. he's getting up for his pee, but he doesn't get back into bed. Oh. But, I mean, it's like, how do you, like. Your day's over by 1 p.m. What is he doing at that time? That's what I'm saying. What is going on? Well, I'm just saying, if you want to be a billionaire like Tim Cook, uh, 345 for you. 345. <laughs> Plus, there are actual benefits from waking up that or Well, not that early, but from waking up early, early before 8. Number one, it gives you a sense of control of your life and gives you a sense of accomplishment early on in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to set the tone for the day. That's honestly why I get up so early, because it helps me set the tone for my whole day. Wow. Studies actually prove that sleep inertia, which is that slow-moving period between sleep-induced brain fog and full wakefulness, Mm -hmm. can last anywhere between two to four hours. So if you get up early, you kind of like burn off the morning fog. You can have a – that's why I love a slow morning. Because you're just sort of like easing into your day. Yeah. Because sometimes like <laughs> when I sleep late, like today I slept in, it's like when you get up, you're like, Bang! like I got to, now I got to, I have to get ready right now and yeah. my brain's not on. Right. Yes. <laughs> and the Journal of Psychiatry, uh, I'm sorry, the Journal of Psychiatric Research revealed that women who get up earlier are far less likely to develop mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, and other mood disorders than those who sleep later. Very fascinating. Hmm. Very, very fascinating. So if you're an anxious BB like us. <laughs> um, habibi. Habibi. Uh, p- potentially you should try to get up a little earlier. Put that in your toolbox. See if it sort see of if helps. It works. I feel like you got to give it like two months for you Definitely. to get used to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just see. Maybe it, maybe it helps you out. Yeah. Another really surprising thing that is beneficial to a lot of billionaires is not using a traditional alarm clock. They almost all say that, that they don't use an alarm clock. That is insane. 
right? So the the definition of alarm is like a sudden fear or distressing suspense caused by the awareness of danger. Mm-hmm. So I get it because the beginning of your day like in such a startling manner creates kind of a flood of stress hormones and adrenaline as our body's like thinking something. It's just like, ar, right, ar, yeah. Ar. And you're like, danger. <laughs> so I, I guess that's not the best way to start your day, yeah, I would assume. Truly. But yeah, like people like Jeff Bezos and Oprah and Ariana Huffington, they all swear by waking up naturally without any sort of alarm clock. But, you know, for those of us who don't have that, I feel like we can come up with like a better solution for that. And do you use like a wake up clock, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I got that when I really started waking up early, I got this wake up light alarm clock. So what they do is they they simulate gradual sunrises in the morning. So you wake up more naturally because you're kind of tricking your biological hardware. And then they don't have that like alarm sound. So you can set them to have like birds chirping or whale noises or waves crashing. So for me, the the light starts like 30 minutes before the sound. Mm-hmm. So I really don't see it unless I kind of naturally wake up and see it on. And then I have the birds chirping and then I wake up. See, this it's is much not, easier. Yeah. Way. So I, I use an alarm clock because I don't have my phone in my room, but it does have the. Uh, uh, yeah. And also, I have a sleep mask on, so I can't even see. So it's like, uh, and then I open and there's yeah. light and I'm not. It's That's a lot of assault on your senses. It is. Oh, it feels bright like an assault. Bright and early. feels like an assault. Bright and early. <laughs> well, once you do get up, we're going to go into our next segment here, which is what you do first thing in the morning. Now, this is going to be a little... controversial. are going to be mad about this. Controversial. I'm thinking about my friend Desi right now. I'm thinking who, about Joe. Oh, yeah. Which is, don't reach for the coffee yet. 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 Because after going several hours without water, a big glass of water first thing hydrates the body while aiding digestion and metabolism. And since you're body loses water regularly, especially overnight, you need to compensate for those losses to avoid dehydration. Plus your organs and tissues in your body depend on water to function and hydrating before doing anything else will give your body a boost of energy. Yeah. I remember in college, um, my friend Daphne told me her grandma in Greece taught her to always drink a full glass of warm, not warm water, but like um, room temperature water first thing in the morning. That's what I do. I chug, but also I think it really does help because your brain isn't like totally on yet, and you just start chugging a bunch of water, and you're like stimulating it. You're like giving it juice. Yes, <laughs> but also you like if you have one of those bottles that like you know tells tells you, you how mm-hmm. much you're drinking. You really can get a lot of it done first thing yeah. if you just chug it. Also, our girl Cameron Diaz famously chugs a a whole bottle of water every morning. Oh, wow. I know. Okay, I need to be doing that. So another thing, first thing in the morning, that is a little tough, but I think both of us kind of subscribe to this, which is having a screen-free room, Mm -hmm. which means no phones first thing in the morning. If you got the alarm clock, you don't want to use your phone as your alarm clock, which which is tough because... I feel like when you do have your phone as your alarm clock, you just end up doom scrolling first yeah. thing in the morning. You're like 
Okay. Um, let me look at the news as soon or, as I wake up. Yeah. Or because I used to be a victim of this, which is I would wake up and just start scrolling. And it's like, you can be such a time sucker. You're like on Instagram. And then all of a sudden it's like 8 15. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I've just been laying here. Yeah. And then also there's a link between like watching, you know, bad news or hearing bad news and being irritable. So it's like, it's not the best way to start your day. Mm-hmm. So I recommend uh, something my our friend Taylor taught me was to charge my phone in the bathroom overnight. And I actually have an alarm on that phone that goes off. So I have to get oh, up and turn mm-hmm. it off because it's like, you know, going off. So annoying. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do. And it's been working. Okay. Well, we love that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing to do, first thing, is to move your body. Move your body. Move that body. Because when researching this episode, we discovered that most highly successful people and leaders exercise in the morning before they begin their work day. And scientifically speaking, exercise leads to the secretion of neurotransmitters that promote mental clarity and an improved attention span. So you'll feel a sense of accomplishment as well as rejuvenated and recharged, which sets you up for a productive day ahead. And... For an example, Mr. Bill Gates, he spends an hour on the treadmill before starting his day. And when Obama was in office, he had a very strict morning workout routine of weights and cardio at 6.45 a.m. And then he would go off to have breakfast with the girls. Wow. I love that because I work out. at I do my 7 a.m., 7 to 8 a.m. workout. And Mm -hmm. I love it because it's like I finish my workout and it's only 8. And And I'm done. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have the whole day ahead of me. The whole day. And I've accomplished something. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Yes. True, I will say that. Truly. Something that's also really important to do first thing in the morning that Natalie and I both swear by. We actually did an episode on this if you want to check it out. Um, but it's meditation. So like from, from Derek Jeter to Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, many of the best athletes actually use morning meditation to help improve their focus. Also motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, he meditates for 10 minutes every morning to improve emotional health and stability. Oh, like I said, we have this episode. If you don't know how to meditate, if you, you know, want to start episode 37. And we also go into the scientific benefits. Yes, because there's a lot more science behind meditation and like how it literally changes your brain. Mm-hmm. Another person that meditates is DeJoria, who's the co-founder of the Patron Tequila and Paul Mitchell hair products. Mm-hmm. And he starts every morning with five minutes of quiet reflection. He's actually quoted saying, doesn't matter where I'm at, which home I'm in, or what hotel room I'm visiting. The very second I wake up, I stay in bed for about five minutes and just be. So even if you don't want to fully meditate and just like like lay in Sit, bed yeah, and like you don't, have, you don't have your phone and just stare at the fucking ceiling. Yeah. You know, the only thing that this, when I'm thinking of myself, I'm like, if I were to just sit there for five minutes, I might fall asleep again. Yeah. Which is my worst. You know that feeling when you were like in high school, you like hit snooze, but you accidentally turned it off. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up at like 9.45 and you've missed the first two glasses. Yeah. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, okay. If you don't want to do any of those things, I think also just starting your day with like something to to help like Ground. give you perspective. This was really cool that we found that the late Steve Jobs, 
he began each morning by asking himself one question. If today were my last day of my life, would I want to do what I'm about to do today? If the answer is no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. <gasps> oh, I love I that. I love that. Oh my God. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because I like that it's realistic also, because I think there's a lot of people that will be like, oh, you know, if you don't want to do something in a day, like don't do it. It's like, okay, well. <laughs> you have to do things you don't want to do. I don't want to go to the grocery store ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, if there's too many days in a row, we're like, I don't want to. adjustment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's a great little habit to get into. Yes. Which leads us to our next section. Healthy morning habits. Yes. So our first healthy morning habit is to make time for breakfast. And I know everybody says to make time for breakfast, but it there's a point because mm-hmm. we saw that this was a through line through all the highly successful people's morning routines. And interestingly enough, in looking into specifically what they are eating, we learned that none of them shy away from carbs. Mm. None of them shy away from carbs. Lots of oatmeal, mucili, which is Richard Branson's go-to, fruit salads, fruit smoothies, green smoothies. And then I also noticed a lot of them had some variation on a toast. I eat toast every morning. So I love toast. Look, look at you on your way to being a billionaire. Toast. By toast. <laughs> billionaire by toast. Yeah, people do avocado toast. They put eggs on toast. They do toast with peanut butter. Like, these people are not shying away from the carbs. And maybe it's because it fuels your brain. I love that for them. Yeah. Another healthy morning habit that I know works, but it is hard for me to get myself to do. do it. Is a cold shower. It wakes you up so quickly. And the cold water increases the circulation in your body, which leads to a higher demand for oxygen. And you actually start to breathe deeper and like more heavily, which fights off fatigue. It's as if you're going on a cardio run because you have you ever like taken a freezing cold shower? Yes. So oh God, it's so tough. Joe does this every time, every morning. Like he takes every a morning? ice shower. Yes. People you, swear by it. You get in there and you start going like and you're kind of like give yourself all this oxygen. And so you come out and you feel like you've like run. It's kind of like breath work maybe. Oh, it is. It's very similar. Very, very similar to breath work. Jeez. So if you want to wake up, you don't, maybe you don't do caffeine. Mm-hmm. Freeze yourself in the Just morning. Just freeze, <laughs> freeze your ass to death. Um, another really healthy habit is to write down thoughts and not your tasks. Um, morning to-do lists are useful in certain circumstances, but they've become overrated. So I think you should use your evenings to write down your to-do list so you can go to bed with your next day planned. And then in the morning, use that time as kind of like a writing time, journal your thoughts, sketch out your ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I also just think your brain is more in that like flow state in the morning. Yeah. You don't have to think about all these little, oh, now I got to do this. I got to do that. So Siampa, a business coach, says that a personal journal should be part of every leader's toolkit. And this is scientifically proven that journaling in all of its forms can lead to enhanced intention, better organization, and improved demeanor, attitude, and judgment. Yeah. I can vouch for that. Yeah. I can definitely vouch for that. Just a little like reflecting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be organized. Like just getting your thoughts out in the beginning of the day, I feel like, gives you a fresh little slate. Yes. Clear the slate. Yes. So now that you have like a fresh slate, Mm -hmm. 
it's time to move into your day. Now. Right. We've done the morning. We've we've meditated. We've worked out. We've woken up. And I think what's really important, the kind of the final little piece of this is deciding what to start your day with. Mm-hmm. And something that we researched was this concept of eat that frog first. And you're going to have to explain it because when you first <laughs> said that, I said, what the fuck are you talking about? Eat that frog first. Okay. What so, do you mean? So the frog is your most important task or, you know, work to do. So it's the one thing that you're dreading the most because it's so big and important that it's looming over you. And this is actually a concept by Brian Tracy. It's inspired by a Mark Twain quote. So the quote is, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. So that frog is like- Right. Just get it just, out of the it's way. It's just getting it out of the way. Mm-hmm. So you're, you've done your you know, very nice morning routine and now you have to jump into work. Like tackle that thing that like you're dreading to do. I actually did that yesterday. I've been putting off. I've had to write this letter to somebody and I've been putting it off. And I just did it first thing and I was like, wow. I feel so much better now. So front, it's called front loading. Mm-hmm. And it really helps to kind of build momentum throughout the day. And it fuels your motivation because you feel like, wow, I've already accomplished like my biggest task. I know. And I feel like because as you're talking, I'm thinking, and I know our listeners are thinking right now as they're listening, there's one thing that you're thinking about right now that you're like, I should have already done. <laughs> <sighs> Mine is. I have to put QuickBooks on my computer or my my accountant will actually murder me. And I haven't done it for, I shit you not, three months. It's on my to-do list every day. Yeah. <laughs> just need to do it. Just do it first thing in the morning. <sighs> I know. Because I actually do typically front load everything. Because you front load your week. I front load my week, yes. And, and it really helps me wind down at night because – it's sort of like when you when you get everything done first thing and you do have that sense of accomplishment, it's like I kind of have the lighter tasks later because I'm also sort of by 3 p.m., 4 p.m., I'm kind of tired. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to attack a big project. At I the kinda, end of the day. Yes, because you kind of ease out of your day. And then also it kind of helps with my anxiety because usually those bigger projects are ones that like I need to get done. Yeah. And so if they're done, then I have more flexibility later if I have to kind of like, oh, I can move that till tomorrow or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just helps me be like, okay, I've finished what had to be done today. And now we can kind of organize from there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What a great way to start your day. Well, and that, those it works are, for me. It works for you. And I'm really excited to see if it helps any of our listeners. So we hope that you guys feel inspired to take hold of your morning routine. Wake up earlier, move your body, refresh your mind, and set your day for success to yeah. become a motherfucking billionaire. A billionaire. Catch you at the Billionaires Club. Yes. Everybody who's listening to this podcast. Yes. <laughs> all of you little am eyes, we're all going to be in a club where we're just literally making it rain. Yacht party. We are shaking our asses on a yacht. Ten years from now, we're doing an Am I Yacht Party. And yes. Everyone will be on their yachts that they've bought. We'll all have our separate yacht. Yeah, and we're going to ride with each yes. other. Oh, my God. I can't wait. And it's only because we wake up every day at 545. It's only because of that. <laughs> it's the sole reason. That's it. Okay, that's it. Let's, let's now 
circle back on this Chardonnay. Chardonnay that we were gifted. And I guess we should introduce our hottie of the week. Mm-hmm. We are rating this wine against Natalie. Do you want to introduce her? Okay. Our hottie this week is the one and only Jen Ann. Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. And we love her for many reasons, but a reason why she's so great for this episode is that she wakes up at 4.30 a.m. And her part of her routine is she drinks the hot water with lemon. First you know, thing. You know there's those people that drink hot water with lemon every day. Okay, I've tried it a bunch. And it's it. so acidic, it makes my teeth hurt. It just isn't my thing. I've done it with like apple cider vinegar too. Yeah, I've tried it. And it's like, I'm just, I really want to be one of those hot water lemon people. And I'm not. We can respect her because she Mad is. Mad respect. So we're going to rate this wine one to Jennifer Aniston. What are you thinking? So this is so interesting. I don't know if you can pick up on this, but mm-hmm. does it smell like honey to you? Like, I get honey. I'm so bad at like. I get like vanilla and honey, which I typically don't I'm, get. I'm thinking it and I can't smell it. Do you think it's because I smell like vanilla and honey? It could be. I typically do smell like that. You walked in here and you were like, smells like vanilla. Oh, but that was, was my candle. It was your candle that was burning. <laughs> so I think it's just, it's maybe it's just me. Okay. But so one to Jennifer Aniston, what are you vibing for this wine? So when we first opened it, I wasn't super into it. And then it opened up more and I'm not hating it. I don't hate it I don't at all. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. But it's hard for me to, let's see. Honestly, I'll give you my honest rating. You yeah. give me yours. I'd give it a five. Oh, really? Okay. Or six. See, I was going to give it like a six and a half, seven. Okay. Because it's the thing that I can't stand about Chardonnays is when they're buttery. No, this is not and a buttery no, Chardonnay. I don't get buttery. It's not buttery. Like, I I don't like Chardonnays. And I could actually finish this class. Wow. So I'm going to say six and a half. So we'll give it a six. A six. Six out of Jennifer out Aniston. Of Jen Ann. That's pretty good. It's great because she's For amazing. For two people that don't like Chardonnays. Yes. So I actually could recommend, if you don't like Chardonnay, you might want to actually try this. And this is not because they sent it to us. <laughs> we always have to reiterate, we are very honest about all of our ratings. Yeah, we are. So yeah, we wouldn't rate it any higher or lower. That is the truth. That, and that's the tea. And that's the tea. And the tea on the wine. <laughs> Okay, so this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, but we actually have a new segment. A new segment. If you guys can't tell, we are really trying to get new wrap-up game segments. And we're so excited about this Yeah, this one's really fun. Now, do you want to tell them what it is? Yes, so we decided, so Corinne and I, not to toot our own horns, but we are very good at advice. Yes, we're very good at giving advice. We're great at giving advice. And so we reached out to you guys and we said, what are some things that you need advice on? And we will anonymously answer them. Yes, we are respecting your privacy. So we're not going to read the names of who sent this in. But you guys wrote in some questions that you want our advice on. Yes. So we're going to answer, I think, two, right? We're going to answer two. Yes. Okay. okay. So I'm going to read them. So the first one says, how do I nicely say no to hanging out? I always find myself coming up with fake excuses. You know what? I just had to do this. Oh, really? I just had to do this this week. Okay. Someone's, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Someone invited me to her birthday mm-hmm. that we're not close anymore. And I mm-hmm. were kind of like... In the middle of like a friendship breakup. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to go because I, you know, for Why my own personal it? reasons, right. I didn't mm-hmm. want to go. And I was very nice. And I just said, hi, 
Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I hope you have such a great time. I can't make it. Would love to celebrate you some other time. Yes. And I didn't even say why I can't make it. And I thought, no. oh my God, maybe I should say that I have this. Thing. And I said, I mean, if she calls me out because I can't make it, I mean, that's like insane. I just said I can't make it. Right. It would be crazy. If you have somebody that's like, well, why? It's like, well, it's none of your business. Yeah. Like, you can say I, I'm busy. Yes, I'm busy. And you're not lying because you're going to be doing something else regardless, like, yes. you know, even I mean, if it's at home. I do think honesty, like always be honest. I don't think there's ever a reason to lie. Just be honest. And, you know, I and think- sometimes you don't have to give them a reason. Don't give them a reason. You really don't. So if I was not wanting to hang out with friends, I might just truly be like, you know, um, I'm going to take the night to just- be by myself like I just need a little alone time tonight and so that's my plan or whatever works for you but I think honest and you don't have to give them exact specifics Mm -mm. like an excuse as to why you can't no I can't make it sounds like you're busy you have plans it fills in the gap it's like oh she can't make it and just say you know thank you so much for thinking of me yeah I can't make it yeah Period. On period. So we hope that helped you. Okay. And then our second question was, Mm -hmm. how do I navigate family dynamics when you don't even know all the historic drama? Well. Families are complicated and have like years of drama that you don't even know about. Decades. (laughs) My family in particular has some wild drama. If my sister's listening to this right now. She always gets mad at me because I try to stir the pot at the dinner table because I'm trying to get to the bottom of the drama that I don't know of. But I think that the best way, it was how to navigate. How do I navigate family dynamics when you don't even know all all the historic drama? Yes. Okay. So in my experience Mm -hmm. coming from a family that has a lot of drama that it's unspoken of, you just pretend like you're just neutral. You don't side with anybody. You kind of pretend like you don't have an inkling towards it. You don't mm-hmm. really know what's going on. There's a lot of, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Be like, hmm, I don't know. And if people try to talk to you about it, just be like, I actually don't really know much about that. Yeah. Kind of just remove yourself. Remove yourself from all drama, honestly. But especially in families, I think people try to like- Get you to side. They want you to side with people and then- you know, you're, you have to side with them even if you don't want to. And then you're in the middle and it's this whole thing. Well, you can even admit, say, oh, hey, I don't know all about this. Yeah. Yeah. Again, honesty, but also just kind of remove yourself. And stay on good terms with everybody. Just be like, hey, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Unless you're like me and you try to fire things up, (laughs) which I don't don't recommend. We don't, we don't recommend. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully that was helpful. And that was our first time doing random advice. If you guys want to write in a question for us to give you advice on, mm-hmm. you can email am I doing this right pod at gmail.com wow. or DM us at am I doing this right pod. And yeah, we we'll would love to give more advice. You know, it might even be fun if we get a lot to just do a whole episode. Yeah, we just could do totally like a do whole that episode too. of if and it could be anything. No, it Any can be topic. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all so, over the so place. So shoot us some stuff you need advice on. We're, we would love to help you guys. Yeah, you're our friends. You are. Our friends. We're here. We're all here drinking together, just shooting the shit. Yes, giving advice. And actually, another way that you guys can interact with us that we're really excited about. We announced it on a previous episode, but mm-hmm. we're still doing this 
candle promotion. Yes. Oh, speaking of the candle. Speaking of the uh-huh. candle. Yeah. So Natalie, if you guys didn't hear that episode, Natalie has this amazing business. It's a jewelry, art, fragrance business. Just kind of a, a whole lot of it's stuff. It's a whole lot of things. And we are actually giving away one of her candles mm-hmm. to one of our listeners. What you guys have to do, though, is rate and review the podcast. So both. You have to do both. The stars and the comment. Yes. And then screenshot it and email it to us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. And we will pick a winner and announce it on the podcast. So you got to tune in to see if you won and tune in to see if we answered your question. Yes. And then we'll send you a candle. And you'll get a candle. And it smells amazing. Let me tell you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I guess that's it for this week. That's it for this week, but we will be back next week with another episode. Love you. Love you guys. Bye.